You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. I'm Tom. Can you fellas hear uh, any type of rain? Uh, I want to make sure that my it's it's uh, th- so it's nonstop rain in Perth, which is not what was advertised mm. to me. I feel a little conned at this point, mm. uh, and I just want to make sure that when when I'm editing this and compress it, that you're everybody listening is not going to be uh, in the rain with me. Can you hear anything? I cannot, not even a little bit. Okay, good. Can you read the lyrics to the? Can you give me a Missy Elliott? I can't stand the rain voice. Um, yeah, Tom has a better voice when it comes to this shit than me. But uh, I know, but that's why I'm asking you. <laughs> Is it outside my window? I can't stand the rain. Is that, <laughs> Is that good? Was that good? Tom, was that good? No, not good. No, but it was close. I mean, you knew it. Um, I, can, I could figure out what you were trying to do, which, which is better than usual. Beep, beep. Who got the che- keys to the Jeep? Outside my... Uh, wow, I really can't do it. Because I'm... Against my window. I, I can't stand the rain. Yeah, that's better. That up. That's, I mean... I think somewhere between that, we could really dial it in. Um, yo, before we get into it today, let's do our sponsor reads. I have a confession to make. And an apology to make. I've been ball hogging, guys. I've been on my Trey Young, popping off from half court. <laughs> it's not fair to you guys. I want to let you guys have the floor for some ad reads. Shout out to our wonderful sponsors. Closed casket activities. Oh, yeah. Run for cover records. The dogs. To live a lie. Woof, woof. And of course, Death Wish Inc. A growl. Guys, you take us wherever you want. All right. I'm going to run it. I'm going to jump into run for cover for a second here. Uh, I just listened to the uh, Saturn uh, Radiator Live Barn session, which is uh, up on Run for Covers uh, uh, YouTube, and went into this blind. Did not know what to expect. You know, I expected indie music, uh, but I don't. I haven't listened to the Saturn record Radiator, which is what I'm going to be shilling right now. Because uh, if it's anything like these live barn sessions, then it is 100. percent My only hope is having not listened to the record yet that I I hope it is as lo-fi and pared down as as the live barn session, or at least close. Right? Like I, I understand it's a studio record, so it, it's going to have more bells and whistles. But uh, this reminds me of sort of like the Drag City stuff that I really loved in my early twenties. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's kind of like, it's in that Tom lane. Tom, uh, Tom has like an actual taste for this type of music. Whereas I 
you know, I just loved a couple artists uh, at a certain era, but uh, this is right in that pocket. Like, so if you're, if you're a fan of kind of um, uh, anti-country, anti-folk inspired, but still quite tuneful, still quite uh, uh, pretty uh, music, uh, th- this is Saturn uh, is right up your alley, at least the live barn sessions. And I'm going to check out the record now. Hell yeah. Run for cover records.com. Check out Saturn. All right, where are we going next? Tom, you wanna you wanna take lead? Well, yeah, we're going to Albany. We're oh. going to Troy. We're Troy is nice. Hell yes. We're going to our buddies and clothes casket activities. Um they have a ton of stuff going on, ton of stuff that coming in the pipeline that we cannot announce as of yet, but um, all things to be excited for. Um the most recent release that they put out that we didn't get a chance to discuss the last time um we recorded um, intensive care that we be made that we be made worthy LP mm. um, stuff for pre-order it ships uh, September 20th um, it's sort of if you like the current day closed casted activities kind of releases like the sort of the full of hells and things of that nature this is completely yeah. up your alley it's very fast very abrasive has some yeah. electronic um, parts to it um, I listened to the record when he, you know, cause it's, I, it, it, it kind of, he, he sort of put it up really like kind of secretly almost. Yeah. Um, and I saw a bunch of people talking about it already. Um, as soon as it got posted, so I was like, Oh, you know, let me check this out. And it's like, I, I don't know if, if I would have checked this out if it wasn't on close casket to be quite honest with you. Um, but it was cool. It was definitely cool. It's like, you, you, it's not like listen to music, you know, music to listen to when you're trying to go to sleep, but it's super fucking fast and heavy. And it's only two people, which is kind of incredible. Um, it's a singer slash bass player and a drummer, um, which I would actually like to see live. I think it would be pretty awesome to see live. Um, yeah, yeah, you use the right term. Abrasive. If you like brass music, abrasive is such a good word. It is abrasive. (laughs) Um, and I mean that in the most positive way you yeah. can define abrasive. That's what it is. I also think the packaging is awesome. Like awesome. Amazing. Like, the artwork's cool shit. Yeah. Shout out. So go to Close Casket Activities, Intensive Care, That We Be Made Worthy, available now. So tongue, t- um, tongue twister, that, that title. Tongue twister. Um, he also is announcing the, he already announced it, but the God is War record, uh, Predation Perfected. It's out in September lead single i admire you is out um now it's been been out so make sure you're checking that out kind of curious to hear what that's about what a cool name god is war i like it um close casting activities guys how we doing how we feeling I was just about to argue with you about if God is War is a good name or not. And then I thought about Tom (laughs) telling me that I'm always just taking the opposite position for no fucking reason. (laughs) I said, all right, let's go in. God is War. I feel like having some, like an honest discourse, even if you're not being a dishonest discourse, if we're being honest, Mm -hmm. about like, is God is War is a good name? That's one thing. But I think yeah, just look, look, doing it when it, when someone's like really kind of going out on a limb, 
mm. is a completely different thing. Then you may want to like show support for someone who supports you, kind of deal. Like you know, it's like your beef is mine. Not yeah, that yeah, that yeah, would yeah. be. It's it, it's it's team stuff. Everybody in the sound of my voice, uh, Tom and I are, are working through some uh, anger that he has at me at this moment. Uh, but which I, by the way, I respect and acknowledge. Could have done a better job. And uh, I am team. So back to the point, God is war. Here's my only beef. Same thing I have. Same problem I have with God's hate. Uh, God is played out. Nobody gives a fuck about God. But God is war. Right. Sorry, go ahead, Tom. And WSOU won't be able to say your name. <laughs> It'll be G is war. Yeah. Uh, well, it's kind of fun though. G is war. Do you ever remember that? Do you remember that? Like, I don't know if you ever yeah. listened to WSU because they I never did. probably played anything that you were that interested in. No, like, Pirate Radio. No, late night WSOU. Cool shit. They used to do a good hardcore show, but like they used to like since it was a Catholic university at Seton Hall, they wouldn't be so they'd be like, coming up next, we got uh New Jersey's All-Stars, G forbid. They'll be playing the you know the Stone Pony with Lamb of G instead of Lamb of God. <laughs> they couldn't say it, and they'd be like, "Here's a new record on Trustkill by the band formerly what known is as Indecision." At that point, <laughs> yeah, it's so like, stupid. Yeah, um, but they literally. Here's my thing, Tom. When you uh, in Indecision, you had a couple yes. songs uh, about religion. Right. They weren't all of them. I thought they were all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, hold on, let's let's get that out of the way. The indecision is often painted as uh like a agenda first band, uh anti-religion band. Uh and that's in part because uh it, it was a li- at that moment at that moment would you say that it was kind of maybe you and Chokehold were the only ones of the- That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, so of the metallic uh, influenced hardcore of the '90s, it didn't start with a ton of anti-religious uh, sentiment. There was just a couple bands of which Tom was in one, and so you guys got kind of got this reputation, even though you had kind of love songs in there too. You had there's yeah, we had a little mix of everything. Yeah, so uh, but when you were doing it, uh, we could say that. Uh, religion uh, and particularly the type of religion that exists in the United States still felt like a palpably uh, 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 oppressive force in a lot of people's lives. Now for our listeners in, in uh, the deep South, uh, I understand it still is. Never went away. Yeah, yeah. I understand it still is. And that's why it hit so well. That's why us and them did so well in like Atlanta. Uh, exactly. Right. You were speaking their language, which was there a lot, yeah. of, a yeah. lot of kids totally <laughs> alienated from like their parents' generation because of religion. Um, but does, does religion, aside from the fact that, uh, uh, Salman Rushdie got uh, stabbed in the neck a few times in the United States, does religion feel like it's the same conversation that I have about does it feel oppressive? Yeah. Does it feel oppressive? Yes. Now I know you're going to say that every decision is being made based on her, like on Christianity. Yeah. Every week. Like I, here's the thing. I mean, abortion is based on bullshit christianity uh, here's it the- might not be where you where you know we're in the godless northeast man like new york don't give a shit about that like god don't exist on, on fucking 42nd street you know what i mean uh, yep. <laughs> yeah that should be but on like, a t-shirt Goddamn. you know what i mean but like if you go a little further south from bob maybe a little further west yep. jesus is alive and well in the fucking pine bar- pine barrens man 
Yeah, I'm uh, regarding the Roe v. Wade thing. I think that's a, a good argument, except in my observation, so much of this comes from like just a cultural, uh, reactionary, uh, uh, sort of, um, like own the libs sort of conservatism, not like a traditionally uh, Christian conservatism. It, it's but really they've been pounded away at that for thirty years. Yeah, yeah. It's all, the old libs thing you, is more recent. And have you heard, seen Patrick? Since you're a little bit at distance, the more recent commentary that's like, no, 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 no. There's not supposed to be a separation of church and state. Right. Yeah, the but church you, is supposed to lead the state. You can always find a loon that'll say that. But but I'm yeah, just now they're, they're sitting in they're sitting in Congress and saying the quiet part out loud now. Right. right. Yeah. Like I, I, in public, that's that's where it starts to be. Like when you ask the question, does religion feel oppressive in the U.S. right now? My knee jerk is nah. But Tom nailed it. I live a godless life. But when I stop and pull back, I'm like, oh, wait, that's right. There's a lot of people I know who don't wear Nikes because they think that like the way Nike supported Black Lives Matter is heretical. And so they stopped wearing Nike products. Here's and the thing. Attend church every day. And I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of loons. I'm not denying any of that. Yeah, but there's more loons than non. We just happen to live in a place where the non loons are concentrated. But yeah. I mean, I seriously, dude, like you've been on tour. You've walked into a fucking like a Waffle House somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I guess what I'm saying They're is, all- yes, those people have a completely different worldview than I do, and certainly it it has the dressings of uh, uh, the trappings of of uh, religious belief. Um, my thing is. I just think that most of these things are coming from a reactionary perspective that is, is more in line with kind of like, for example, like reactionary to what though? Like you're acting like this is like, like four years ago, Donald Trump's like, you know, we should probably do away with abortion. People are like, yeah, fuck the libs. Fucking let's go. Brandon. Like they've been chopping away at this since it started, since it was first codified. No, you're right. That's all true. It's like, it was a 30 year plan. It's, it's all true, but, but based on religious, like Christian, like judo, judo, Christianity, like Christian bullshit. And they finally got the numbers, right. That they could do it. And I think it's immaterial to you. It's immaterial to Bob. It's immaterial to me because it's like, you know, like fucking standard issue. White dude doesn't matter. Mm. Most of the stuff doesn't affect you. Doesn't affect Bob. Doesn't affect me. We, We have to act as if, I mean, we have to, not act like in a in a performative way, but but conduct ourselves, move, move yeah, con- conduct ourselves and move forward as if because it does ultimately affect us and everyone that we care about. But like, it's easy to be like, ah, it's I mean, Christianity. Like, go speak to the you know the the folks in like Nebraska who's like you know fucking Facebook handed over their bullshit, you know their information, so you can get arrested for having an abortion. Yeah, that's, I mean, tell me that's like. That's all true. I, there's no denying that when these wheels were set in motion, there was uh, still uh, there's no it, own the libs internet fucking yeah, lols meme thing. That's all true. I, I just uh, sorry everybody. This has now become uh, fucking NPR talk. But uh, I I, uh, I just think that the the turn in conservatism in the United States in the last ten or so is just fascinating because I I really think that it's borderline as godless as as uh, a, a, any like urban liberals life. Uh, it's everything to do with something else. And I, I, it's, it's certainly tribal, but that I, I don't disagree with. Yeah. This is no, more as much yeah. as like to be a troll, but it's the trolling is still ultimately based on some whack that religious bullshit. 
All right. I, I can hand I, that to you as they uh, did set this in motion uh, like 36 years ago. So Yeah. I, but I now, really, I mean, now it's more like the, ha ha, gotcha, like a snag thing. Yeah, they love that. I really, believe, I really believe yeah. that in a lot of ways <clears throat> the religious right has u- been used by as a tool by conservatism, as a tool of conservatism to uh, – to pull on strings of people to further their, you know, long-term goals that don't totally have uh, pinings to belief sets, but more so control sets. So um, that that makes it even uglier and weirder to me, um, and and a more difficult conversation is to to have with people who actually believe or or try to take good out of their religious beliefs of their god lives, you know. Um, Weird place to be, man. What a weird time we're in. You guys uh, want to talk about hardcore? Let's talk about hardcore. Um, let's get some real hard-hitting questions. <laughs> what do we got? We got a bunch. Thank you to everybody who participates. Everybody should go to Instagram and follow our Instagram account, which is Axe to Grind Podcast on Instagram. Occasionally throughout these stories, I will delete this before our episode is done, but we will answer as many of these as we can. Thank you all for doing this. Let's go. Um, Mexican or Italian food? Mexican. That's tough. I'd probably go Italian. Mexican. Why does the East Coast suck at circle pits? It was never in our DNA. Yeah, and I think when we do it, it seems like that we're trying too hard. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It's like yeah, when, like, no. you're at a show and like someone goes, "Let me see a circle pit." I'm like, "Not here." Yeah, nah, nah, nah. My girlfriend yeah. asked me the other day. She said, "What is that thing I saw on the on on Instagram around Sound of Fury where they run in a circle?" I said, "It's a circle pit." She said, "Stupid." <laughs> I tend to agree. I don't know how fun that would be because I I feel like I'd be worrying that someone's gonna like put their foot out and fucking. Yo, so, so so there. What gets lost is that a lot of times, especially at these bigger shows, circle pits. All of a sudden, it feels like you're in a track meet. People are like literally trying to run, and it's like, "Yo, are you? Do you have any style? Is there anything happening?" Like, like um, moshing in a circle, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You should at least be, do your dance. You know what I mean? Take a chance. It's a space jam. Like, at least right. do something. Don't do just be running fast. Yeah, Yeah, let's see some style. East Coast is not good at the circle pit, but uh, it feels performative when bands ask us to do it. it Yeah, does does do the mosh dance quite well. So just uh, ask them to dance nicely, and and they'll make it work. Um, So this person says KFM. So I think they're saying uh, Mary kill fuck kill Mary Um, victim in victim in pain cause for alarm (laughs) United Blood. Mary fuck kill. Victim in pain, cause for alarm, United Blood. I got my Mary victim in pain. Uh-huh. Um uh, 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 kill, cause for alarm. Oh, interesting. Ooh. I think. Okay. Is that right? And then um and You're then, gonna fuck United Blood? Yeah, probably. I'm gonna I'm gonna marry victim in pain. I'm gonna fuck Cause for alarm, the eliminator. Yeah, yeah. and I, I hate saying I'm going to kill United Blood because I love United Blood. It's so ridiculous. I got a lot of love for United Blood, but 
You're putting me in a spot here, Patrick. Stop. Yeah, I fall. I fall in the same as as Bob. I uh, United Blood is getting killed. Um, just because I became a Cause for Alarm fan relatively recently, I never really rated it and have come around on it in a pretty big way. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I, while you were talking, I was thinking, what a ridiculous job we have. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> How life is, life is cool. Welcome to the, uh, the grand banquet, everyone. <laughs> um, what's up with Pat's crust project? Yeah. We haven't heard about war profiteer for a while. Uh, my co-creator was arrested for a gun charge. Wait on it. That's right. Can't go waving them things around. I guess we were the- te- technically we were at the war profiteer, uh, the compound. Yeah. Compound in K town. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, wow. which by the way, shout out. <clears throat> I, I want to give a shout out to a kid. I don't think I know him at all. Uh, the, the singer for Mo, for the band Momentum. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I Twitter. <laughs> Are you rec- talking about waving guns around? What well, fuck? Twitter recommended me his shit, and he's like super Second Amendment guy, right? And right. his tweets are like of a very relatable variety to me, where like people have hit me with this like idea that I'm right wing and it makes me really angry. Cause like anybody that took a second to look at my worldview would see that like it runs very counter to anything right wing. However, I also hate feckless fucking gutless libs. And that doesn't make you right wing. It makes you th- like a person that's fed up <laughs> and shout out to the kid to momentum who I don't know yeah. who is on the same tip where it's like, yo, I'm not afraid that for your misunderstanding of my, of my viewpoints, you can call me anything you want. I'm telling you right now, I just got no respect for right wingers and I got no respect <laughs> for the fucking feckless fucking losers who are essentially corporate Dems. And it's like, yo, that's it. We, 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 you're, you're starting to see a lot more of that energy right now. A right? lot more, man. Like, yeah. And yeah. That's, with, that's, that's the, sto- that's the political story of the last two years. And listen, for, we're seeing, I, I, and it's going to be the political story in two years from now. No yes. question. I mean, we saw it when we, we saw it most recently, uh, Roe v. Wade, I think kicked people in, in, into all sorts of different uh, worldviews, but they, uh, mindsets, but they, the one that was big was, wait a second the Dems who didn't do anything are now running on this. How fucking scammed have I been? You know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, I think that that's, you know, regardless of how anybody feels about Roe v. Wade specifically, it's like, yo, this is, this is it, man. Like these people do nothing for you. You're, it's okay to be mad at them just because you're closer in worldview to them than you are to a right winger. You're still permitted to say, you don't do nothing for me. Fuck you. It's, it's no, okay. I, I'm it, do- with it doesn't make it. I'm yet. with it. No, I, I'm with it. I I feel literally exactly that. The question I do pose to people, it's the same thing I pose to a lot of my friends who who got guns in a because a lot of them tried to use this kind of logic of I'm getting this to protect myself because you know what if what if shit goes down, and I always ask the question that makes sense to me. You're you're okay. Um, are you going to shoot first? Because if you're not going to shoot first, uh, that puts you in a spot. <laughs> um, 
And this is my question. Because I'm there. Do you believe there is a way path forward for the left, the quote-unquote left-centric party in the two-party system if it cannibalizes itself? Because that's what I, I mean, yo, I think it is, and I think deservedly so because I am completely disenchanted by it. Tom, Tom, you are disenchanted by the, the, the Democratic Party. Correct? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think the whole fucking thing's a mess. I think the whole yeah. thing's a mess. But I will say this. The hard part is, on the other side, I see a lot more toe in the line. Well, okay, so here's so the problem. Fun. Is that sports teams can have rebuilding years where they know fans are going to be mad at them because... Like you're basically dealing with uh, a depleted team so that you can get money and get ready. Rebuild your fucking forces, right? It's rebuilding year. So so sports teams do this. The problem with this in politics is that everybody believes that this will be the last election ever. Like, and I don't mean everybody. (laughs) Right. Sure, sure, sure. But I mean, like it is a phenomenon and this is uh, uh, perpetrated by, by uh, the, the, the media to paint. If we lose, you know, we being whoever it is, uh, it, it, then there is no future. Your children are going to starve or they're going to be put in camps or they're going to whatever. And on the right, it's if we lose, your child will be uh, forced to be trans. And on the on the left, it's if we lose, uh, uh, Donald Trump is going to uh, scuttle democracy and put you and put your family in a camp and a gay conversion camp. Right. And it's <clears throat> they make the threat so intense that there is no type of, okay, can we take a loss so that we can come back stronger? Can we, is a third party viable? If it like, right. because here's the problem. Right. It, third party politics are what's necessary in the United States. We can't reach it if everybody's scared. Uh, does everybody have a reason to be scared? Maybe that's possible. Yeah. But like, it, it is a fact that you, you're going to get the same result that you always get if, if we have, if we rely on these, this binary choice yes. between kleptocrat scum, and, and that's just what it is. There's, I could not see yes. a smart person debating that with me. But no one's debating. No. Do, do do we have the stomach to see Dems lose for two cycles? Do we have the stomach? Those of us that that are maybe more left leaning or or whatever. Do do we have the stomach? Because that's what right. it would take. Do do we? And the question being. Will two cycles be act? Will we see active regression? Uh, oh yeah, I mean certainly yes, you know I mean? okay. yes. At, at the at the at the expense of uh, uh, of so people you're saying two steps back for three steps forward. Yeah, and here's the problem. Energy? Here's the problem: is that as Tom, yeah, we're taking the two steps back. It ain't you two. Exactly. As uh, I, I, I was Correct. waiting for Tom to point this out, which is that uh, it's easy to be like, yeah, fucking take two steps back. It's like yeah, right, easy well, to say for, gonna- for for middle class whites, especially one who lives in Australia. Yeah, right. So it's cool to be like, yeah, man, you gotta like let them fucking see that they're fucking around, they're fucking up, and we're not gonna take it anymore. It's like, oh, that's cool, right? So, but the other side ain't playing the same game, and. You're not at risk, and there's a whole lot of folks that are. Yeah, so so Tom's not wrong, and I was I was actually no, it's not not wrong. It's right. I, I, <laughs> I, I was I was pausing because I was like, I know Tom's going to come in <laughs> because yeah. uh, it is a fact that 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to be disproportionate harm. So there's going to be, and here's where politics are disgusting. This is why everybody should be revolted by politics, whether you agree with them or you, or not. The reason that they're disgusting is because by necessity, they minimize the individual and, and they say essentially, what is our 50 year project? It's, it doesn't matter if you die in it's, in it's creation. Right. That's what all politics are at the end of the day. So like uh, I'm by me saying uh, like I'm playing politics by me saying, yeah, we need to we, we need to pause, create a viable third party and not be scared of that because I believe that it could be like we could have real politics in the United States. But Tom's not wrong. <laughs> There's people who are going to pay a real physical price for that in the short term. And those people should vote in their interests. And I don't blame them, but like it's, there's, there has to be a change overall. And that change doesn't need to be a burning down necessarily of anything, but it does need to be, uh, Hey, there's going to be some human toll here. There's going to be some suffering. And you know, how, how do you decide who, who's the person that suffers? It's a tough decision. It's a tough question, but that's yes. So to answer your question, uh, I like the kid from momentum. Okay. Uh, Two-stepping the death metal bands, yay or nay? Yeah. I have a question for you guys. Can you do two-step to death metal? Yes. Yeah, they got some like mash parts. I guess so. Okay. I was having some death metal thoughts recently about like the drum sound of death metal, how it's crept its way into. I mean, death metal's crept its way into hardcore. And met, in the metalcore, in the metallic hardcore, and I think it's creeping its way all the way into hardcore, where we're seeing it like full fusion. And I got to be honest, the death metal blast beat sound is one of my least favorite, just because of the tone of it. Yeah, I hate it. Even though, even though I do, there's some punk versions of a blast beat which I can get down with, but the death metal one just hits different. So, um, if you can two step to it. Fucking two-step to some death metal, bro. Um, Age of Quarrel or Best Wishes? I feel like this is almost like a prank question, but okay. Best Wishes. I say Age of Quarrel, but it's getting close (laughs) for many reasons. It's Age of Quarrel. I I do like hardcore more than heavy metal. So, Um, Let's see here. Why does Pat have to argue against anything I say? Wow, who wrote that in? That Wait a is, second. Is that coming from inside the house? <laughs> Instagram that? user Thomas. She, I can't. My vision's getting blurry. <laughs> but yeah, that did come in. Um, so why does Pat have to argue against anything I say? Uh, just good radio. Sometimes I, I'm not considering uh, the larger implications. My fault. Sick of it all or mad ball? Who do you pick? Sick of it all. Hmm. I'll make this easy. Set it off, Madball. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I have to go Sigurdo just because they were like my first yeah. love, but like it's close. How many great yeah, records a piece? How many great records? Great, records. three full lengths. Yep. I'm saying, I'm saying, Madball has three. Sigurdo has two for me. Oh, really? Yeah. I'd say three and three. Yeah, I would say three and three. But all of them have – I think Madball has more better records after that. You're probably right. Than yeah. Sigurdola. Uh, it's a good – you know I, I think I, it's just different flavors of ice cream, honestly. You know, 
Now you got me. Like that return Madball record is really good. Which one is? Legacy. I think if you want to fall in love with later era Madball records, it's a lot easier than than some late era Sigvidal records. But it's like it's it's this is a thing I would I would take people to. It's Slapshot's another one. Hardcore bands who have not three plus albums, but five plus albums. If you surf in their later discography, you'll find, and you want to find some stuff to like, you can find some stuff to like. Uh, you know, just give it a tr- Think about that AF record that came out a couple years ago with the Sean Taggart art. There were some tracks on there. That was pretty good. If that was, if I wasn't comparing that against United Blood, against Victim in Pain, against Cause for Alarm, against Liberty and Justice, I'd be like, this is a pretty cool hardcore record, you know? So, yeah. Um, that's a good question. I actually like the idea of sick of it all or mad ball. That, that's a funny comparison. Tough. Should more smaller bands hype themselves up more? <clears throat> yes. I don't know what that means. Uh, Pat, try to explain how you understand that question. Uh, I'm, t- I'm saying like people self selling online. Uh, I, I think that, uh, or to other bands, etc. Look, there's yeah. a way to, you're going to come off obnoxious to someone. You're going to trip into your language. Sometimes a thing that the internet has done that I think is really unfortunate is you're allowed to say something stupid every once in a while. You, you don't need to be reminded of it all the yeah. time. So if you were like the cringy fucking like, Hey, pay attention to my band outside of fucking warp tour, dude, that shouldn't be, uh, immortalized uh, as as because like look hold on let's be very clear there's a lot of people who went on to be very respected individuals that we all appreciate their contribution to music and uh, our music scene etc cetera, etc cetera, who were the height of cringe at one point uh, you mean like people who are terminally online like people who are terminally yeah okay people who are like posting on message boards so much that people recognize them as people from a message board yeah 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 I feel like this is directed at me the the oh so mean but here's my point is yeah like you're going to look a little cringy as you stumble through how to promote yourself in a world where you feel like nobody is listening and it's impossible to gain any traction. And particularly with some of the kind of, uh, you know, people blame algorithms. I I, I will too. Uh, You're getting drowned out on most social media at this point, you know, like Twitter and uh, Instagram are essentially worthless for promoting anything you have. Uh, TikTok and YouTube are better. Although TikTok has this disease where it's uh, sorry for everybody. That's not into fucking social media stuff. TikTok has like the worst click through, of any platform. So that means that you can reach 300,000 people who will never leave that app to go check you out. (laughs) So like, that's pretty bad. Um, so the problem is, uh, you're not breaking through. You're going to have to be a little cringe to do it. Uh, you can, you know, as they say, you can be virtuous and, and, and invisible, uh, and, or broke, or you can, uh, try, shilling yourself a little bit and, and moving forward in life. And you know, it's hard. It's hard for me. These two fellas are always riding me for not promoting my stuff. Uh, and they're not wrong, but it's, it's hard. So, uh, yes, young bands should be pumping themselves. Just be mindful that the only thing that will forever 
um, forever make you cringe is when you jump into conversations that you're not invited to and go, why not me? Um, that never works is off yes. is off putting yes. and, and people remember everything else is fine. Fucking try your hand at like promotion shit that doesn't work at bricks. What? Who gives a fuck? But like, don't be that guy. That's like, <clears throat> like when somebody says, Hey, uh, tour coming up, uh, uh, openers to be announced. And you go, what about me? And you go, <laughs> never do it. Don't do it. No. Don't do Ready? It. Here's the way to promote yourself. Do things. Then talk about the things you're doing. You're not doing something, figure it out, do something, make it yourself, whatever it is, live recording, whether it's a fucking show down the street, weekend with your friends, weekend by yourselves, put on three shows yourself, whatever it is, do something, then promote the thing you're doing. If you have nothing going on, if you're not doing anything, you don't have anything to promote. Whether that's a recording, whether that's a fucking zine you made, whether that's a playlist you made, do something. Don't promote nothing. Like like Patrick said, don't don't try to be actively like simping. That's that's the band equivalent of simping the why not me shit. Yo, instead of tweeting the why not me, why why not me tweet, email five promoters you'll feel better and you'll get more accomplished. Be active. It will do so much more than what was me shit. Yeah. The answer is yes. Be more active. Uh, promote yourself. Hype yourself. Hype. Hype is promotion. Promoting yourself. Uh, the things you do matter. Uh, I have had lots of different kind of internal dialogues and ideas of like, What's the right way to use social media? What's the right pl- use the right platform? And I I do tend to lean on that. Use the platform the way it should be used. You know, it's a it's a funny thing. I, I struggle with it with Axe to Grind on Instagram. We should post more. I'm going to start posting more, but I want to make it visually appealing or have something to post there because we're a podcast. 90% of our content, and even we, we've talked about starting to do some YouTube videos and this and that, we'll do that, but we're still a podcast. It's an audio medium. How do we make that work in a visual space, which is what Instagram is supposed to be? How do we make it work on Twitter, which is a text-based space? You know what I mean? So I'm all about that and figure those things out to whatever your taste is. But don't let it stop you from promoting. Like, don't get so held up on that, on your own self kind of consciousness or awareness or trying to, like, not be shitty and lame. Yo, if you're doing something, um, either it's corny and you shouldn't be doing it or you're doing it, it's not corny, so you shouldn't feel corny about promoting it. There you go. Let's get to the next one. Tom. Yes. I still love to play music loud in the car. Is it cool to drive around blasting alterca- altercation? Fuck yes. Especially now. Especially when it's getting like depending on where you are, I guess. But like driving around with the windows down, fucking blasting a little fucking altercation, going to a little absolution. Mm. 100%. Mm. Uh, driving around, listening to loud music feels really good. I was actually listening to I was listening to the band Brain Tourniquet. 
newer yeah. band. Uh, really good. Really good. Um, we'll talk about it on uh, no DC area, Virginia, Northern Virginia. Um, but they play with some of the Pittsburgh bands. Um, they, uh, they're they like masterclass power violence, but they mix in classic early 80s hardcore in this way that I think is really kind of remarkable. It's really, really cool. Um, but I was blasting it as I was on my way to pick up Easton at basketball practice. And, uh, <laughs> and <clears throat> so as people who've listened, this, yeah, people who've listened to this show more than, more than once, no, I live near the beach in the summer, uh, driving around can be a little bit annoying, especially when I'm like seven minutes away with nine minutes to go before the class ends. And I always like to go and see him play a little bit at the end, not, not kind of be helicopter, but get, get a few minutes to watch. Um, and there's two people riding their bikes in the middle of the road, despite the fact there's a beautiful shoulder with plenty of room for you to ride your bicycle. So that's happening while I'm blaring, uh, brain tourniquet out of my truck. So, um, I did think about running them over at least just for like a brief second, just for like a second. So please don't stop blaring loud music out of your vehicle. people. <laughs> Never stop. <clears throat> do you like any beat down? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I'm really torn on beat down because, uh, it's never exactly what I want. Uh, I do not like kind of the modern beatdown. I've talked about this before that's coming out of Europe. Um, I want to like it. It's just a lot of it uses uh, kind of like like very obviously super uh, studio stuff on, on the drums, which I think is just so difficult to listen to. Um, sounds like a computer is playing the drums. Uh, but yeah, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd like to like beat down more, but as it stands, I, I lean much more towards heavy hardcore with beat down leanings than beat down itself. Yeah, Tom. I think that's fair. I mean, I think, you know, it's not my default. It's probably not my like fifth level default, but it's, uh, when it's done well, I can enjoy it. Um, I don't even really know how to answer. Do I? I like. I don't think I do. Right. I'd probably say no if I like. If if someone's <laughs> yeah. asking, like, you could probably beat down. I'd be like, no. There might be like an outlier, but I think that I'm trying to think of an outlier because I don't think so. No. No. I don't. Uh, no. Though the interesting thing is that it's um, we're going to hit a point where there's someone doing beat down mix. Like we're getting some beat down mix in stuff. Like everybody does the, uh, and I wouldn't say it's full on beat down, but like, it's definitely for the heavier hardcore stuff. Like you, it's like in my head, I think of it as a cold as life thing or like maybe Marauder does it too, but it's the thing where it's a, they slow down the riff where it's like, dun, 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 dun like they slowed down yeah. the riffing Wait. and like, that's just rampant now. Uh, so I'm sorry. I've never felt the need to cape for beatdown, but I'm going to edit the Wikipedia in real time because it's pathetic. 
Saddam 518. Okay. List of beatdown hardcore bands. All Out War, Big Cheese, Biohazard, Breakdown, Broken Teeth, nope, nope, Carnivore, nope, nope. Code Orange, Death Before Dishonor, D's Nuts, Earth Crisis, The Flex. What the fuck? Hate yeah, those those a bunch of bands. Yeah, Judge, Knocked Loose, Knuckle Dust, Killing Time, Kubla Khan, Lionheart, Malevolence, Madball, Marauder, Ringworm, Sheer Terror, Sick of It All, <laughs> Sworn Enemy, Terror, Varials, Vain. Varials might be. World of Pain, we hit one. We hit one. I think Varials <laughs> counts as beatdown. There's, there's a lot. Like, what, Maybe Code Orange has some... Quarters might have some parts. World but, of Pain and Zabalba. You could you could you could say that that is the modern beatdown if you chose. There's a few. There's you a few. Like Zabalba, I think there's more of an, yeah, exactly. I'd say Zabalba. There's more of an argument not. Right, they're more like crowbar and fucking yeah. There's a few sprinkled in there where it's like yeah, but there's a lot not that that list. You no, you do judge. have some work. You have some wiki work to do there, buddy. The flex. Are but, we fucking kidding? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Somebody's clearly kidding there. The flex and breakdown could be as. Yeah. Big cheese. What are we talking about? Um. All right. Let's see this. Um. Had a question that was too long for the inbox, but I was like this. Jesus. My hometown has about no hardcore scene whatsoever. There's two hardcore bands, but all of them go to the nearest city to play. Most people in town have never heard punk music at all, but. (laughs) I want to start something that lasts. I'm working on making connections, but how can I, for lack of a better word, term, start a scene? Got no one else to ask, but thanks for everything you guys do. Thank you. Um, love the energy. Love the energy. How do you do it? Um, hmm, all Find right. someone who'll have like, a bar. VFW. <laughs> bar. VFW. In town. Uh, pool hall. Failing bar. VF, any kind of DAV, VFW, uh, l- barring that, uh, quiet community center. Uh, or, depending on where it center. is and the weather, yep. outside. There would have been seeing some outside stuff. Idaho did a show that was outside and it looks fucking awesome. Yeah, you got some gondola. Get yourself under a pagoda, whatever you need. Um, find Find the spot you can do it. Two. <laughs> Get a few bands together. Three, put on the show. If there is a city nearby enough for people to bands to go play, probably means there's enough people to come out to your weird town and come to the show. Uh, Start small, but get regular. Consistency counts. Promotion counts. Um, Networking counts. Networking locally counts. And um, take your time. That's it. And don't See if get those too two possessive. bands will play a show in your house. Show, That's play correct. the show. Like, That's correct. Get those all hands those. on deck for that first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. Get get people involved um, because you don't want to rely on just yourself. Uh, even though we are uh, nascently a do for self podcast, um, get a few other people to help you out. Uh, you'll have more fun doing it, and likely a better success rate. So. Uh, and also uh, aim to make zero money and continue to look at it as an investment plan into just having a cooler life. Enough said. Uh, let's see here. What's people? What's with people saying crowd killing is assault? Don't like it? 
don't go to the those shows. Oh, God. So that this is kind of more somebody making a statement, but also kind of asking a question. Uh, what's with people saying crowd killing isn't is assault? Uh, I mean, probably legally meets the definition. <laughs> I mean, it does. Yeah, it's unlawful. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right, right. Um, but I think it's become like there was like a politician that talked about it. I just saw the rapper Ill Bill post. Like, there's a video. I think it was a speed from Sound and Fury where there's people just like full on kicking people in the face or like. Mm-hmm. Are you talking you know, about that, that Royce White posted? Is that the 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 guy? Yeah, he lost like his like. Yeah, he was primary or whatever, and he's like, "This oh. is assault." Okay, so he's the one who said the uh, vegan crackheads. Yes. Did you see this? Okay, so Royce White is a former NBA player. Played briefly, had a very good college career, but was a noted oddity. Uh, played for the Houston Rockets very briefly because he refused to fly. Um. Would only travel by bus, which meant he went to the G League pretty quick. Um, had some severe uh, mental health issues and questions. Um, and he did take offense with and uh, found himself to be a very pious man as well. Um, so he, he, he said that uh, he, he took question with sound and fury <laughs> and the videos and said uh these people need basically said these people need all need to go to god what's going on with our world today kind of thing which elicited shout out to everybody's favorite terrence ross an, a current nba player who just said lol it's a mosh pit <laughs> wow look at terrence ross no with finger and on terrence, the, somebody on said the- yo but but you want yo they should make the oh royce white's response to him was they should make it illegal, LOL. To which Terrence Ross said, Yo, I was just at a Rage Against the Machine show two days ago. So what do, so so shout out Terrence Ross. Keep that same energy. Played for the Raptors, right? Terrence Ross played for the Raptors, Magic, a few other teams. Um yeah. that was the question here. Um crowd killing. Uh yeah, it, it's not cool. Um I think what's lamer than than people saying crowd killing is a, is uh, salt is people wanting to debate it further online. If you crowd kill and then go online and try to defend it, you're lame. If you don't crowd kill and you go online to get very offended about it, go to better shows. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.
That's like it. I always say. I, I've said this in a million podcasts. <clears throat> I go to a temple. I put on a yarmulke. I go to a mosque. I take my shoes off. Uh, I go to a beatdown show. Uh, maybe I'll get crowd killed. I, I do think that there's something to the, our original, the the question poser that said, "Don't if you don't like it, don't come to the shows." I think there's something to that. I understand that we're trying to create an inclusive environment. I understand that quite well. I'm simply saying that there are events that I would go to with the understanding that, oh, this you is might a catch cu- a kick in the face. Yeah, it's a cultural thing. And yeah, but if you're upstairs, up say up front for like one step closer or anxious, different thing or drug church, different thing. And people got to recognize that. Well, like, you, there needs to be differentiation, though. I think. Well, yeah. and, you're, and also, if like, you go to see if you go to see a heavier band, and you don't want that kind of action, choose your seats differently. Yeah, bro. Like, Easy, easy yeah, conversation. You can't get anywhere. Are we literally like, yeah, well, if you can't get anywhere, uh, welcome to an irate show in, in fucking wherever, Queens, you know, like in, in the Bronx. Um, hey, I, I don't know. You go stand in the back of the room, go outside. If you want to see it, if this is what you wanted to see, this is what it is. Make a decision within the first song. Yeah, I, and, I don't. And, I, I literally can't understand how often we have to have these conversations where it's like, "Yo, if you, yeah, clearly, you don't want to get hit. Don't fucking stand there." Yes, you do want to get you. You do want to be a part of that action. Understand the risk. There we also, are. It, it, as, as so, when Tom said there needs to be some delineation here, uh, he's right. But I think that bands offer that. Uh, like when Drug Church takes a stage, it's hey, everybody catch each other. If if I was in a band called uh, you know, I don't know, like piss uh, on your grave. Yeah. Piss on your grave. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> Oh, which by the way, I, I heard the most severe, uh, Tom, there's this New Yorker guy that I think I've made Bob watch the videos where he, uh, puts his face against, uh, uh, real estate, like, uh, in the windows of New York real estate and, uh, d- like points out how the listing is defraud is like totally a fraud. And like, he's like, they say this is 1400 square feet. It's more like eleven, <laughs> like and so that it's oh, a guy God. that does this. He's a very funny New Yorker guy, and he in regarding one of the uh, bodega uh, violence incidents the other day, he he said uh, a phrase I'd never heard before, and I want to start building into my life, which was he goes, you know, if you start beating on a sixty-five-year-old man and he stabs you, I'm sorry, I don't feel bad for you. My my heart beats piss for you, and I thought my heart. I've never heard that before. My heart beats piss for you. It's A about, plus. It's about the fucking hardest thing I've ever heard. Wow. Anyway. Um, I won't get that looked at, though. <laughs> my heart pumps piss. I like so, it. I like it. So what are you saying? Drug church shows, if you're at your at the piss your piss on your grave show, yeah. and you say, all right, everybody, rip rip off your neighbor's fucking skull. Yeah. If, if, if so. Why? Yeah. If somebody steps out and says and throws a bunch of hatchets into the fucking crowd and says kill each other, then, then it's like, okay, well, I'm going to take the I'm going to take the cue. I'm going to be responsible for myself and say I don't want to get hit with a hatchet. Give me the fuck out of here. So, that, but a lot of these people, like, there's new people. Yes, that's true. That's true. That's that true. Don't know, like, well, I might want to. If you went and saw, if you saw a citizen sh- setting up, yeah, it's a big boy, right? And you'd be like, oh Jesus. Then you, or but, if you saw saw a fucking gulch shut up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Singer's you know Jack, but he's a smaller dude. I mean, the dude from Citizen is like a fucking 
bodybuilding MMA. Like he looks mm. like he should be in a beatdown band. Yeah. So how do you know? Like just one, on context, one, like one minute test. It's the one minute test. Everybody <laughs> catch a vibe. Maybe you just want to stay alive. Step out. You're all good. One minute in, you'll know what the energy is. And if you are new, give it the one minute test. Oh, I'm going to duck right here. I'm going to, I'm going to dip out. Sure. I can't believe the number of people we have to have this conversation about, because like I said, crowd killer, who's going online and arguing about his right to crowd kill. You're whack crowd crier. What are you doing? Did you see the man with the, the, you know, uh, uh, what if the knuckle, uh, the fist thing on his shirt that says smash everyone. Did you think it was just a silly shirt? Take it under advisement. Yeah, come on. Let's keep it moving and use our heads. Just because you're entered a new space, don't act new to the world. Okay. Next. Sorry. I I love you guys. I love everybody who's out there crowd killing. Much love. But we got to stop having these kind of dumb conversations online. Um, Early 2000 Orange County Hardcore versus NYHC in a battle of tough guys who wins? Any era of New York hardcore? <sighs> yeah. Against we, early 2000s Orange, Orange County, County Metalcore? Is that... It was at the question. Yeah, it, there was it no time early, frame for New York early 2000 Orange County Hardcore versus New York Hardcore. It's not given a time frame for New York Hardcore. I'm assuming this person is meaning the more metalcore stuff from OC. Mm. Sure, sure. Which are, there's definitely some tough. There are definitely tough some tough dudes. Uh, but you, if you're just talking you, New York oh. in general, there were oh. ten. You could pick some really tough times there, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. New York all the way. All right. Patrick, do you want to give a, a like a well actually Costa Mesa? Yeah, I, mean, I feel bomb. like so and so to get into this. You want to talk about South Coast Beach would give you know Isaac a run for his money. Like, no, well, look, I, no, I just don't like to get involved in this like who would beat up who sort of shit. Except uh, I'll just say that like it's been the talk of hardcore for the last 20, 30 years. Okay, fine. Winning, I'll just say this. I'll just say this. Yeah. There's a difference between uh being muscled up and uh, being good in a fight and uh getting stabbed a lot. And uh, New York guys have the pedigree of getting stabbed a lot, so I, I, I'm going. Right. I'm going right. with New York. Um, okay. Can I? I just want to say, the beatdown hardcore list on Wikipedia took me Did to you clean it up. I just I tried chopping it to just World of Pain because it's the only one I could see on there. And then I was like, okay, I'll find other beatdown acts. Does uh, you know where's Bulldoze's fucking uh, Wikipedia? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have one, but they're. No disrespect to Tenement, but Tenement comes up when I look up Bulldoze. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that Tenement doesn't deserve Wikipedia, but Bulldoze does, right? Bulldoze just on that germ shit, man. What we do is secret. What they do Come is on. very secret. <laughs> I mean, also, most most bands that have fucking Wikipedia pages are doing their own. But they wrote themselves, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kevin's not getting on the internet to write a fucking... Soliloquy about it's his just pauses. Hey, Kevin's not getting on the internet. Uh, yeah, so. like He's on the internet. He's on Facebook. We're, you know, we're yeah, pals. of course. <laughs> uh, when do you become an old head? So uh, when Pat, according to Pat, it's when you turn sixty-four. Like Charlie Harper and <laughs> Stigma are the only old heads in heart and punk hardcore. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's like uh, uh, Allen Ginsberg, old head. Yeah, old head. Um, 
you know, I, uh, anybody older than me is an old head. There we go. No, I think, I think 50 is the Baby old head. face Bob over here. 50. No, old head. Uh, all right. All right. All right. I'll give it 35. an actual. Let me give an actual. 35. <laughs> Yo, think about this though. When you were 21, I bet you looked at a 30-year-old and thought, ooh, old head. Well, like, hold on. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I don't even gauge it on uh, some of the like actual literal age thing. It's life milestones. If you have two kids, you're an old head. I don't give a fuck if you're fucking 23. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So That's true. That's it, a good point. It, so some of those life milestones that, like, frankly, and myself included, people in music dodge at all costs. You know what I mean? They just, they're not maturing as people. So a lot of them seem younger than they are, even if they're covered in fucking wrinkles because they. Yo, I want to shout out Dan from Cold World, who is only a couple years older than me, but had a kid young. Yo, he had old head energy when we were young. He was only a few years older, but he had that because life, life milestones. Yeah. Makes a big difference. Good answer, Patrick. So, yeah, I think you can be an old head at 25 for sure. Uh, but I guess you are certainly an old head. Yeah, I'll say 40. Fine. You're fucking old head at 40. Um, you're just, no, you're just old. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're just old. Okay. Overall, is there more good hardcore bands slash releases or is there more bad than good? In the history of hardcore? More bad than good. Yeah. Oh, wait, more bands are good? No, more bad than good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Undebatable. I think the, I mean, I always, you know, bad hardcore is the worst music ever made. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, great hardcore is probably the best music ever made. Is that a fair? Like, I feel like you've heard some bad hardcore. That you're you like, say that for sure. This is just the worst. But then you go, <clears throat> is Bad Brains as good as like Led Zeppelin? Yes. Yeah. yeah I, I yes, do they like are. Bad Brains a lot. Minor yeah. Threats as good as ACDC. Like that. Could, then you get to that level, and you're like. They stand up, but they stand. The I like minor threat more than ACDC, but less than. Like I'm so do I, but, but yeah. you know, but you know what I'm saying. Though, like, I, I feel know. like I get you. I get you. The I, best I, that's stuff a good is one. some of the best music ever made. Good answer. Uh, I'm sorry. Is it all right if I just keep peppering in things about this beatdown article? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, this is the uh, Patrick sponsored by Beatdown Hardware. Please send one XL Beatdown Hardware shirt to Perth, Australia. It will get to him. We'll make sure of it. Um, we are looking for a new primary sponsor for Beatdown Moments with Patrick. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Beatdown Hardware. Uh, been doing it for a long time. I don't know what they put out recently, but uh, God bless. Um, so uh, this is insane. This fucking article because it, it's it's Beatdown Hardcore article, but then it goes into predecessors, and it's you know okay. So it mentions Age of Coral. I, I guess that's fine. Um, and then it goes into origins and uh, Patrick, uh, you're giving the most, the most you do this well. And you know, this meme, the, Hey babe, you ready to go to dinner? Sorry. Can't go. I'm arguing with an eight year old online. Yeah, I'll so- be here for a while. Sorry. Someone just called uh shy Halud beat down hardcore and I have to rewrite the entire Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. please tell your significant other we're sorry that we put you on a path to get nothing else done for the rest of the day. Also, here's here's more what I was going to say was, uh, do you ever look up, so people that write for small uh, online publications or, 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 you know, like websites, et cetera, like they, they often are not professionals and they don't go on to careers in, in writing. They're just fans, right? <clears throat> and 
Mm. Do you ever see somebody like in an all music review for the album, uh, writer Jason D. Taylor wrote, anyone half interested in finding out more about hardcore should get a copy of Hearts Once Nourished for a first lesson in Hardcore 101. Taylor also wrote, while Shai Halud may not have pioneered the genre, they certainly deserve recognition for releasing one of the genre's most exquisite masterpieces. Now, here's the thing. I, I really like Hearts Once Nourished. Fucking good record. Um, I've used hyperbole. I've said extreme things, and I was also in my 20s. Uh, do we think Jason D Taylor, who, when I look him up, might be the owner of, uh, a, uh, fit, uh, personal fitness, uh, training platform. Uh, that's the guy who played for the dolphins. Might, he might've played for the dolphins. <laughs> Jason Taylor played for the dolphins. Yeah. L- little media career afterwards seemed like it was really going where somewhere, but it kind of faded out there. Yeah. He wrote childhood reviews and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? And they fired him. <laughs> or he, he may be uh, uh, this lawyer who is serving uh, v- Visalia. Uh, I prefer to believe that he's a former NFL player who's now roadies for zombie apocalypse. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, the reviews on the attorney, I like to believe, are the Jason Taylor we're talking about because they say, Jason guided me through one of the hardest times of my life. <laughs> five out of five. Uh, he so, learned from Matt Fox and Shailu. So uh, here's my point: is I'm not I trying to make fun. Of, I'm not trying to make fun of this fella. It's just it, it's. I always do this whenever I see like an extreme take from 20 years ago. <laughs> I go, Where? You think he's that attorney? And they go, you go, hey, hey, you know, hey, lawyer. Um, I just got this order of protection. What's your recommendation? And he goes, no contact. <laughs> uh, good reference. That's a Shailu joke. Shailu yeah, joke. Thanks everybody. Yeah, good night. A deep cut for the for the heads. Uh, <laughs> All right. Um, sorry. It's just, this is a terrible to whoever wrote this. Uh, I'm, in 2002. It's just, wow. Let's hold on. I'm going to take us. Uh, <laughs> okay. You tell Pat's girlfriend's not home. Yeah. 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 Yes. Um, He's not rushing us through. Like, I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Home. Uh, I mean, I got a lot of work to do, but instead I wanted, I wanted to look at the people that have edited uh, the, the beat down. Uh, article on Wikipedia. It includes Mad Brad 200 and Hey Man, I'm Josh. Uh, <laughs> so now you got beef with them because and, you're, and you're, yeah, yeah. you're so, buffing over their work. So Boxy, Boxy Boy and uh, FM Sky, please don't be mad at me. I don't think you did a good job on this article. Ooh, it's gonna be beef. This is this is the two thousand. This is like twenty twenty two version of like crossing out someone's graffiti. Yeah, yeah. We we were grinding an axe last week, ready for this. Just Wikipedia callouts all day. <laughs> Shit. Hey, hey, man. I'm Josh. Pat's on his own on this one, buddy. <laughs> he did a wonderful job. Uh, if you're an old head, and this is actually one I want to ask to both of you guys, but also the audience in general. Um, if if you're an old head. If you're you or someone you know is an old head, are there Call recent Ringmore, records yeah. that make your top hardcore records of all time? Um, top Top is tough for me. I'll speak on me. Um, top Top is tough because of the nostalgia and then like relevance it had to my formative years shit. But yo, there's records I've discovered over the last few years, newer stuff that I that I'm willing to say, like, damn, this is a this is a banger. This belongs, you know. Uh, I mean, what are we what are we calling reg- like recent? I mean, to me, last ten. I, yeah, I got to go last sure. five. Last five, last ten. I last mean, five. Like, I don't think I do. Uh, some really good records obviously came out, but I don't know if I've gotten all timer in the last five. 
but you've got. I mean, I'd go Mind time. Force. Yeah. Mind Force is definitely in some of my all-time favorite records. The Fiddlehead stuff. Oh yeah, that could make it for a lot of people. Yeah. I was going to say Trapped Under Rice, but they're outside. The, like they're old. They're yeah, the they're old. I mean, uh, they're not. Title, fight, they title like, Fight's making a lot of people's. They're not. I was not actually five thinking, years though. Not with right? five in ten. That's a. Th- but within ten, I've I've thought about this. Idea. If they had a record within ten, yeah, right. No, they have. High Review came out twenty fifteen or sixteen, something like that. Um, I, uh, you know, yes, it's possible. Um, you have to have the specific. Oh, you know what? That that newest Quicksand record is very fucking good. Sure. Um, it's not in my top 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, but definitely in my top 100, uh, you know, it could, it could get in there if I, if Oh I wait, really did somebody say fit about it? it, it when they said I'm top sorry. records of all time, I mean, 50. Yeah. Something of the last five years could have made the 50. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, wow. it's, I, I think this is more a mentality question. Like it's not, could it, but like, uh, let me flip it and say, will you, as an older person, allow yourself to enjoy something so much that you'll bump out some shit that you liked twenty years ago? Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, and the, and the answer, so the answer unequivocally for all three of us is yes. It's just how you relate to it; it's different, you know. Like when I think about it, like. Uh, we'll get to it, but like the Fiddlehead record, the the first LP, I think um, resonates with. Uh, I really like it. I think it's a very good record. I probably would have felt, even if it was, even if it was twenty five, not you know four hundred and fifty. Um, if I was twenty five, not forty, not thirty eight, or whatever old I was when it came out, I probably vibe on it a lot more than I did, and I vibed on it a pretty hard amount, you know. So. Um. Yeah. Just be open. It doesn't matter what age you are. Be open to to that you could like something as much as you like something. Um. Okay. This is one that hits home. Thank you for sending this one. Person who sent this one. Heavy on the reverb. Heavy on the reverb vocals. Cool effect or a disguise that vocalist isn't it. Yeah, I mean, I'm oh. speaking as a guy that has to drown myself in it, the latter. I think it's become so in vogue that people are putting it on vocal, putting it on who might not need it. I was listening to a band today who vocals were drenched in reverb, and I was like, yo, I actually think this, vo- this singer has a, this vocalist has a cool voice, but I can't totally tell underneath. And I was like, oh, wow. Like we've seen the the heavy reverb vocal thing come so so close to the sun where it was being used to kind of like camouflage rough vocals that people who would have cooler unique voices are using it and it's blotting out some of the unique shit. So um, yes, but also it's it's a very it's very in right now. Like it's so in on the noisier, faster side of things. Um, and I think it should be pulled back just a little bit. Best Detroit hardcore band, non-negative approach edition. Um, okay. <laughs> Who do we got in the mix? Life. Yeah, probably. Cold as life. 
Cold um, Life, uh, Never Ending Game, never World never of Jericho, Pain, Varsity, um, uh, uh, True Identity, what's, um, what's the uh, True Love. Freedom. You're thinking uh, not True Identity. Oh, no, not, not True Identity. Not True Identity. Uh, true Love. Um, what was like Razzle the, Dazzle? Was, was, uh, Jihad, I think, was from Detroit. Oh, were they? Build uh, and destroy. Bob, what's oh. there was a fast band. Like, was it Trepanum? I'm not familiar. There were. I feel like they were like one scene there. I feel like they were in with like the like the Swarm or one of those. I was thinking of it was some band who did a split with either the Swarm or like Countdown to Oblivion or something like that. Right. Um, yeah. Well, because there was there was that weird Michigan fest, and there were some Detroit area bands who would play that stuff. Um, Blind Approach. I'm trying to think of some of these other Detroit Detroit area bands. Um, oh, there's one. I think Detroit area band from the like late '80s, early '90s. They had a song called Soul Sinker. I think they're a Detroit area. They're Michigan for sure. Uh, I can't remember their name, but <laughs> for some reason they had a really cool like graffiti logo, and uh, I like their seven inch a lot. Um, I think it's. I think the answer is probably Coldest Life, right? Like, uh, where, where was uh, Thoughts of Ionesco from? That sounds like an arbor. Yeah, right, right. Like uh, some Grand Rapids shit. Um, are you guys gonna Are you guys gonna give Gridiron that love? Oh yeah. Are, do they count from PA to the D? I mean, pretty fucking. Yeah, then yes. so, so singer is PA, PAHC. Yes. Guitarist is PA. What? Drummer is PA. Is guitarist PA? Or Delaware. Uh, uh, yeah. Jersey, so there's actually. dude from Simulacra. Okay. Is dude Delaware. from Negative Neverending Game is the other guitar player. Yep. Drummer is Del is uh oh drummer is Delaware Tyler. Right. Bassist, I think maybe Bassist Detroit. So it might South be. Jersey. I think it's is Jersey. Jake Abbott. Shout out Jake. Oh, um, then then there's so, only one. So they're all mixed. I think you can, but they they rep the D. Um, they do. They do. They deserve credit. We're going to talk about Gridiron a lot on our new music episode that's coming very soon. Thoughts um, of Ionesco is a Detroit-based post-hardcore band, according to Instagram. What about Suicide Machines? Uh, no. Sure. Anybody? Hello? I'm Hello? here. I'm here. I, I keep <laughs> threatening to get into the Suicide Machines, and I never do. So yeah, uh, they're playing. They're open for real. We can go. Maybe this will be my chance. There's literally no chance you would get in suicide. <laughs> you, you know, that's li- like like you have a better chance of getting into Paramore, Patrick. Really? Yes, dude. What are you Isn't it like Scott adjacent? I thought I I thought I saw. Yeah, them so is Paramore. Dude. Okay, like, <laughs> All right. it's as Paramore Scott adjacent. Um, do you like less than Jake? No, I don't really like less than Jake. <laughs> yeah, they're better than Suicide Machines by a lot. Um. Yo, this is a fun question. I will go with um, fuck it. I'll go with I'll go with Razzle Dazzle. It's okay. Negative approach. Then it's Razzle Dazzle. They made a cool video about uh, hanging out on Lake Michigan, or maybe yeah, right. Or maybe it's maybe they're hanging out on Huron. Maybe they're hanging out on Lake Erie. I don't know which lake they're hanging out on, but they're hanging great out on it, and it looked it's fun as hell. Yeah, exactly. I'm in. Good question. Um, great question. Good thing to think about. Best albums with the worst art. What comes to mind right away? 
so we've yet to talk about it. I think on the uh, uh, hardcore uh, '80s uh, Mosh Madness, but th- that Big Boy's record is really underrated, and it has the worst album art in human history. So uh, I'll go. Uh, with lullabies make the brain grow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I I'm torn. It's either the best or worst art. Mm-hmm. But we're going tied down. Okay, I like that answer. That's a fun it's one. Pretty fucking terrible, it's but pretty it's fucking, also kind of awesome. pretty fucking terrible. <laughs> but also, the good. cover of the seven inch is fucking terrible. Yes, I mean they were just into terrible things. Yeah, I like it. Um, oh man, this is that's a good bar. Um, <laughs> God, I'm you looking know, at the tied down art. It is so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It's it's very it's really bad. Like you. It's a. It's so bad. You like it's a, some Smucker's shit. You know what I mean? Right. It's like very of the time. If the time was eighteen seventy, right. <laughs> <laughs> if the time was a uh, Charlie Chaplin silent film. <laughs> Let's see. Um, mm-hmm. Start today with the worst art. No, I actually am sucker for it. The color scheme and it's not. Yeah, it's busy. It's got a lot going on, but there there's some Easter egg elements to it that I really like. Yeah, oh. today ones are all pretty great. Yeah, the classic versions are all pretty great. Um, you know, yes, I don't know yes. why this is cycling in my head, uh, but the From Ashes Rise LP, the first LP, um, which is on Great Stake Religion, I believe, it's so dark you can barely yeah. Yeah. tell what it is. Yeah, the, and that always was kind of off-putting to me in this weird way because it's a it's a fucking great record. Um, it it's called Silence. Okay, yeah, it's it's actually the first one is Great American State Religion. That's that one is like you just see the edges of something uber dark, but like you could get away and say okay, that's like vaguely kind of like a. Uh, like a fucking his hero's gone looking thing too. Okay. Silence, which again, both these records are essentially eponymous. Like they're self-titled the original pressing of silence. If you look on discogs or something, you can make out that it's like, Oh, it's like steel beams and all this shit. You know, the original pressing, it's so dark. You can't tell at all. Mm. And it just looks black and it looks really low effort. And it's like, Oh, they did two LPs that are mostly super dark. And they don't have titles, so it just has the logo basically in the same spot on both of them. So it's almost hard to tell what it is. So for whatever reason, that sticks out. But that record is fucking awesome. So that's 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 circling in my mind right now. Um, Great question. Okay. Uh, favorite Pat Flynn band? I, I can, can I name? All right, so Pat's is clear. Yeah, right. No, Pat's probably Pat's is free. Free, free. I'm sorry. Yeah, my, uh, I thought you were joking. Clear? clear, clear would be the no. last of mine. No, clear was a cool idea that didn't come together well. I might have to go fiddlehead, but it's very close to half heart. Fiddlehead's pretty good. Um, Sweet Jesus is underrated. Underrated, I think, very good. But but maybe fiddlehead. To me, it's probably the first Fiddlehead LP, then the Sweet Jesus LP, then the first Half Heart LP as far as that dude's 12 inches. Um, I love the concept of Wolf Whistle, but 
but I think needed uh, tracks. Yeah, Trevor did much better stuff elsewhere. Like really, just like that dude. Damn, I'll talk about that dude's discography. Yeah. Um, Patrick, what's your favorite Pat Flynn band? I think I, I guess I'll say Fiddlehead. Favorite, I liked. I like Free the most. I think, but the best is obviously Fiddlehead. No disrespect to Have Heart, but the like the best is is Fiddlehead. Fiddlehead is like a by any measure a really good band. You know, if like, you want to make it Pat Flynn centric, though, Pat's best live performances are Have Heart. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He does a really cool thing with Fiddlehead. It's cool, but the energy he put out during Half Heart was always that was always impressive. He he did a good job live on that shit. Fiddlehead um, wears a jacket no matter how hot it is. Yeah, there's a lot. It's it's good. He's putting on a good show with Fiddlehead. You got a style. Is, yeah, I think it is. But like, I want to see him back. Like, we need to see Red him when he's like like I'm giving him the Clay Thompson. Like he had an injury. He's working himself back in. He looks like he's in good shape. But I, I need to see his cardio up, and I want to see him jump. I need to see, like, another plus two inches on his jumps next that summer. vertical. All right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying. We'll see him in Vegas at the camp. <laughs> Thank you. Do you consider a band like Ides, Idols, Idols, even remotely within the sphere of punk and hardcore? Um, I don't. I don't get it. Okay, so this is the sort of thing that I'm sure, uh, like, booking agents would – want me to go out with like, like it'd be a huge look for drug church to go out with something like this. Uh, it's big and I've yes. never checked it out at all because people cannot tell like I've been told, Oh, you'll really like it. The guy goes off. It's, it's, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's, it, it's kind of uh, kinetic and fun and whatever. And then I've heard people go, it's so on the nose lyrically that you will cringe yourself to death. And I have not checked it out because sometimes it benefits me to not have an opinion about things. True. Uh, there's a little world of this stuff that is basically adjacent to the adjacent. Um, I could name some others. I'll respectfully decline to do that right now. Uh, yes, it it is to the larger world. Um, you'll catch people who go, Yo, sonically, you can hear it in some of their songs. And I go, yeah, sonically. But there's some of the intangible differences uh, that go in the um, I know it when I see it box, which I don't like to pull out very often, but you feel it with stuff like this. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I listened to a... Are they on the beatdown list too? (laughs) Everybody is. Everybody's on the beatdown list. Um, I listened to a... uh, uh, a news podcast. It's kind of like a media criticism podcast. Uh, and they had a dude on who is a self, uh, uh, self-defined, uh, neocon, right. Which is not a thing that you, it's not a thing that anybody really owns, right. It's like a pretty crazy thing to call yourself. Uh, now more, a more reasonable human being than you'd think using the label neocon, but, he has a podcast where he's like, Oh yeah, everybody should check it out. Uh, newest episode is on uh, the origins of punk. And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> I've got to fucking listen to this. This is going to be so fucking brutal. <laughs> Cause he's like, you know, he's talking about how Kanye West uh, put it on the MAGA hat is like the most punk thing. And this, that, and I'm like, I, I've got to give this a fucking listen. Now you just, this conversation reminded me. So thank you fellas. Happy to help. <laughs> 
Cool. Okay. Um, when I'm going to add a slash, will Colossus play a show? You know, I don't know. I really okay. don't know. I don't. I would. I would say probably not. Damn. I just those dudes are super super busy. Yeah. Like. You know, and, and their other stuff is probably bigger. I mean, I, some of their stuff is definitely bigger. Sure. Like Mind Force and Angel Bond and stuff. And like either, even their side projects are getting a little bit more light. I feel yeah. like we had it in our like, sure. window to play and it closed. And maybe we'll write more stuff. I think that they, we talked about it in California. Hell yeah. I'd, I'd be cool with just writing some songs. Yo, let the wind blow. Let's see where it goes. Yeah. I like that. Um, will Gen Z bring back the wall of death? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, especially at the size of these shows, that's one of the go-tos for people. Um, uh, we've not seen the end of the Wall of Death. Um, <laughs> it sounds like a threat, Bob. <laughs> What's going hey, on? I'm just, I'm just putting it out the there. I'm just death. trying to be, you know, uh, these aren't the last times you'll hear from the Wall of Death. What happened to Wings Beer and Sports? They had some fire tracks. Fire emoji. That's right. Have either of you, you heard of that? Wings Beer Sports? Yeah. Nick Jett, right? A few other folks? Uh, yeah. I don't know what happened with them, honestly. Side project for fun with friends. Believe that's all it was. Yeah. Cool stuff. Nice dudes. All good guys. Believe the singer was a Broncos fan. Full support to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's yeah. Did they have any like Broncos colored? No, merch? I don't know th- because I think everybody else were Raiders fans. So, oh, just saying that might uh, hurt the dynamic. We'll see. Um, Curse of Instinct is a screamo song. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What happened to Anton Ruff? Ruff, Ruff, Ruff. And then they give like a bunch of numbers, which I think maybe is a phone number, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I couldn't say. What, what, is, are we talking of the character of Anton Ruff or the band? I think the band. Couldn't say for either. Me neither. Who's the character? Is that a PV person or is that a human, like an actual hardcore kid? Uh, I believe that's the kid's name. Is it not? No, it's not. Yeah, I, I think it's the it's it's like uh, uh, you know this is the first song off our album Victim and Pain. Victim and Pain songs. Victim and Pain. You know. Um, Anton Ruff was the character who also played in the band Anton Ruff. Anton Ruff. Yes. Uh, if you're be- out there, Anton, reach out. <laughs> yeah, reach out, reach out Anton. And touch faith. Yeah. Best first track. Wait, can I say? Filler. Can Filler. I say this? My favorite, Filler. my favorite yeah. Anton Ruff style character. It, th- these people are completely different, by the way. I, uh, but I love Gil. Remember when I got mad at at. Sam and 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 uh, Pat always referencing Gil. I'd be like, what? What? what why do you guys always reference Gil? Like we all know Gil, but I've come around, and I think it is the funniest thing to just mention a dude's name and be like, well, Gil was saying, and it's like, wait, we don't all know Gil. <laughs> right, you have to establish who Gil is. Before, and now yeah. I think it's very funny thing to do, and that Gil is the perfect voice for a perfect name for that. Shout out to Gil. Shout out Gil. Great person. Um, uh, last question here, actually. I'm going to be able to close it up and we got them all. 
I would love to hear the podcast's opinion on the cool kid dynamic sometimes present in some scenes. I think I've spoken about this before. I think it's still, it's still very prevalent, and I think it's kind of lame as hell. I think it's very high school. Mm. And, like, there's a certain – and this is someone who's, like, really has no skin in the game anymore. Yeah, like, you, we don't care if we're cool or not cool. I don't give a fuck. Like, if you don't think my band is cool, like, okay, we're only going to play once a year. We just won't play your show. Okay? Yeah. Like, who gives a shit? Right. But I think – um, but I think there's a lot of, there's, you know, certain, you know, there's a, a small group of people who, who across the country, I mean, you know, that kind of will deem who can sit at their table and who can't. And I think it, it makes it tough for those folks, you know, that are, you know, love hardcore and are playing hardcore music that, you know, don't get on, you know, if it's the same fucking you know, you pick the same seven band. You know, pick from the same seven band bucket for every show in your in your town or in in Brooklyn or wherever. Mm. That kind of sucks too. Because I, but I feel it's almost sort of like it's like like trickle down. That it's like at one point you guys weren't the cool kids, and now you guys are the cool kids, and so now you're gonna like instead of being like, yo, that sucked when we weren't being treated well. Let's not do that anymore. People were like, remember that sucked? Someone else has to pay for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's not cool. Which kind of sucks, which is kind of disappointing. We're all a bunch of fucking weirdos and freaks. Well, maybe not all. Maybe that's part of the problem. But I think hardcore and punk, for the most part, are for the fucking weirdos and the freaks. And no one is better than anyone else. Except Nazis and rapists. They're the worst. But everyone else. (laughs) Um. Cool kid dynamic. Uh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of that weird stuff that happens. And when you see it, um, especially up close or kind of one step removed, it sucks. It really sucks to see it. Um, so the way I would say to implement change is to implement it in the way you interact with people. Uh, really try to do that. The problem is for a person like me, like in my, my head, that means I go more arm's length to everyone, you know? Um, Cause it's hard. You embrace everyone as close as possible. You really open yourself up to kind of getting burned or jammed up or whatever. Um, or do you just kind of try to keep arm's length and and be acquainted but not friendly? You know, um, it's a weird dynamic, honestly, because I, I don't I don't think it's good, and I I actually really really despise it. I think it it does put weird boundaries and barriers up, and I also like being an adult, um, and that kind of like cool not cool dynamic stuff. I said to a friend the other day who, who wrote a really, really cool thing online and I thought it was cool, so I hit him about it. I told her, I was like, yo, I'm post-cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm a dad with two kids. Uh, I think I live a really cool life. I love my life. Um, there's people who don't like me. There's people who really like me. There's people who like me way too much and there's people who don't like me enough. That's all good. Um, and I think that's 
I hope for everyone that they get to post cool because it sucks to have to play the game. And, and in a perfect world, those kind of dynamics wouldn't have a place in uh, in a subculture like like hardcore. Mm. Yeah, once you post cool, it's like <clears throat> the world's your right through. Gives a shit. Wear mismatched socks. Who gives a fuck? PK, Doesn't you matter. say pissing in your sweatpants? Pissing in my, my heart pumps piss. Yo, uh, I think that just about wraps it up. We have a couple <laughs> questions that I'm going to tack on for bonus, like PS questions. We have a serious moment, though. Um, Tom, uh, you wanted to say something about somebody. Yeah. So this, I mean, we're recording this probably, you know, a couple, a little bit before this is being released, but today it just came out that, um, I don't know. I folks have probably heard like Chad Gilbert from newfound glory from shy Lude, um, had like some, like he had a, a bunch of tumors removed beginning of the year. Like it was kind of like, I wasn't feeling so great. And I like passed out and then he took me to the hospital and I was like, I had a tumor here. Like he was like he was in really, 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 really bad shape, close to his deathbed, and luckily he was saved. Um, I guess Newfound Glory just started another tour a couple of days ago, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm having you know, like I'm having some weird fucking back trouble. I'm gonna go home and you know, and see my chiropractor and see what's going on, you know." And and one of the dudes from Four Years Strong was taking a spot. He's like, "I'm missing these three days in Texas, but I'll be back in this time." And blah 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 blah. He just posted that they found another fucking tumor on his spine, um, Ugh. which is fucking brutal. And like, he's a dude I literally I met when he was fucking thirteen or fourteen years old. And bef- you know, before Shailud had a seven inch out, is we met them in Miami and Florida years and years ago, playing with them and brethren. And and he's always been like a dude that's been around and been kind to me and and all that sort of stuff. So like, if I'm I don't know if he listens, but if Someone who who knows him listens, you know. Please send them, you know, our thoughts and that we're that we're pulling for him, and we hope everything's gonna, we, you know, is, it goes as well as it's gone before, and that you're back out there soon. And yeah, you know, he's got a little kid. It's just it's fucked up, man. It's just really fucked up. Yeah, a guy should. who's always been nothing but kind uh, uh, when I've interacted with him, and he doesn't need he didn't need to be for for me to want to wish him good health and uh, to get through this. Yeah, I was going to say, don't know him, uh, but uh, wouldn't wish it on anybody. So uh, speedy recovery. Um, two to close up on a note. Let's keep chatting our thoughts. Good feelings, good vibes. Uh, Tom, do you think Choke has heard any of Patrick's songs about him? Absolutely not. Patrick? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no chance. Finally, I only like zip-up hoodies. Can I still be allowed at shows? Also, guess my age. Um, minimally 39. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I think you can because they'll, they're, they're going to come back. And you're going to be an early adopter. I don't, there was a time in the early aughts that if you wore a pullover hoodie. You was whack. You were like, what the fuck is your issue? Yep. Everyone had zip. Everyone. Even when they made zero cents for printing yeah <laughs> everyone had them and the paint would go on to the fucking zipper yes it was a terrible idea and people did it anyway that's right I had to build custom so, custom palettes to print across the zipper hoodies so what fucking an awful annoying. idea yeah it was Yo, bad. I, I this is why i don't do merch for my, my bands because i 
I did not know they were out like that. <laughs> I had no idea that they were like totally, totally over. I thought some bands did them, some bands didn't. Jesus Christ. Get ready for the SDF zip up over the zipper print hoodies for uh, <laughs> just next down fall. the zipper. Yeah, just across. Um, is wearing a zip up just like you look old? I don't. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's dusty. For wow. Band zip up one hundred percent. You look. You you add ten years to your age. No um, shit. You can do yo athletic looking zip ups. Like I was at. There was a hot Nike zip up. Like, but it's like fitted. It's got the zipper on the sleeve. Right, your athleisure. They got the yeah the, the holes the in the sleeves. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like yeah. in the, in the cuffs that you put your thumbs through. Yeah, yeah ninety five dollar hoodie. That that's different. Um. Band right. hoodie you printed, bringing out orange slices. screen printed. Mm. Well, yeah, but, but you're not athleisure. You're cleaning the, the dumpster out back. My girlfriend asked me last night. She said, "Why do you look so bad on stage?" And I said, oh. "What do you mean?" And she said, "Like, why wow. do you dress like that?" And I said, "Just." I mean, I asked that too. I said, "Dress like what?" I wear a shirt and pants. <laughs> and she and she said, uh, "Unappealing colors." Uh, well, I. <laughs> uh, it's one just tan thing moving. So, like, it's like a beige blurb. Her her point was, I think it would be nice if you wore nice clothes. And I said, no chance. And she said, what about like uh, if you wore like a dress shirt and khakis? <laughs> what if you wore your uh, like like uh, other band shirts to to kind of give them some shine? Oh, and yeah. I said, yeah. And I said, under no circumstance. <laughs> so said, if the boy don't shine. The boy don't shine. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know what you should do? Wear like a nice dress shirt, but only have the very bottom button. Like have it tucked in deep V. Uh, if I get a little bit of a chest, I'm working on my body again. If I get a little bit of chest, why not? I you know think, what I mean? Like khakis, you know, like I think that's the look. I think or a Hawaiian shirt for the Bronx store. I think the Hawaiian shirt. For I the think Bronx I think where we're going, Patrick, full cap of gear, head to toe for, for drug church. For Done. drug church. Self-defense. Um what if there was a future pirate from Albany who sailed the ship, uh, but also was like fifteen percent cyberpunk? Sign me up. We got you. 